Hello, everybody. For a long time now, lots of you have been asking me for an offer email template. And it's taken me a long time to get to do it because actually they require a lot of thought and they're different depending on your buying circumstances. And so I've started with an offer email template just for first-time buyers who are using a mortgage. And in this video, what I'm not going to do is explain the entire thing, which is linked to in the description below. <clears throat> I'm just going to give you a couple of additional explaining points as to why I've done it and why it contains what it contains. So in the email, um, in the document, there's a, it's, there's a web page for it on my website. There's also a Google Doc linked to below. Um, I'll just pull them up on screen now as well. One second. So I'm doing this live because otherwise I wouldn't have time to do it. So here we have it. So this is what you'll see on my website. Okay, so suggested email template for first-time buyers making an offer with a mortgage. There's an introduction and an explanation. You need to read all of this carefully if you want to use the email. Okay, and... You, need, you, you do need to read it because you'll understand when you read it why you need to read it, but you need to read it. So I just wanted to offer a couple of other things. First of all, you can get to that web page, to that web, yeah, to that web page on my website with a link below. Um, you can get to, within there, there's also a link to the Google Doc. You are all free to use in any way you want to, to copy and paste the email template I've designed, but you must go through it line by line to check because there are lots of bits where you're going to delete as appropriate and personalize it and make sure it's got the right property address and your name and all those kind of things, okay? But hopefully it'll save you a lot of time. But more importantly, hopefully it will improve your chances of your offer being accepted, whether you are the only person offering on a house, whether you are one of a number of people offering on a house, and whatever the market's doing, whether it's going up or down or not moving, this email template will work at any time in any market for any first-time buyer buying with a mortgage. <clears throat> and in due course, what I hope to do is to provide an equivalent for cash buyers and also for movers who are selling and buying, okay? But first of all, um, what I wanted to start with is, is to just give you the situation about when you would use this. So this is when you have been to view a property with an agent, maybe once, probably twice, if you liked it enough to actually run an offer on it. Um, and you have not discussed an offer on the day of viewing. You have not uh, talked about offering with the agent in person or on the phone. And you've left the viewing saying, thanks very much. We're going to go away, have a think about it and let you know tomorrow where we stand. So don't even tell them if you're going to offer or not. Just say, you need to think about it. I mean, if you're not interested in a property, tell them you're not interested, okay? But if you are interested in the property, say, yeah, we might be interested in this property. We need to go and think about it. We'll come back to you tomorrow. A good agent will follow up the next day after viewing and ring you and say, what did you think? What did you think? Other ones might send you an automatic email uh, and sloppy crap agents won't follow up or email or chase you. They'll just leave it the ball in your court. And this email is also designed to help improve the chances of things going well, even in the event where the agent who's listing that property is a terrible, crap, unprofessional, sloppy agent, but you still want to buy the property that they've listed, okay? It's designed to help the agent actually figure out what they need to do, to, because believe me, there are some utter amateurs out there as well who've got properties that you might want to buy, okay? So one of the first questions I always get asked is, why email and why not over the phone or in person? 
If you are a first-time buyer making an offer on a property, you are an absolute beginner at this. And I don't care even if you are a trained salesperson that thinks, oh, I know about closing techniques. I don't. Your head gets all messed up with the emotion of buying a home. And you will be, most likely, not always, but most likely, you will be outmaneuvered by someone on the other end of the phone who does it all day, every day for a living and may possibly have been doing it for years. And what they will do, if you are uninitiated, uh, as a first-time buyer you will be, is that they will probably cleverly manipulate you into thinking that you need to offer more than you wanted to on the phone, okay? So if they do phone you, say, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, we are interested. Um, I'll be sending you an email later today. And if they start asking you questions about what you're going to offer, say, I'll tell you an email. Just wait for the email. Wait for the email. Wait for the email. Wait for the email, okay? Don't get into the discussions with them. Don't Because everything they say is intended to try to make you think that you've got to offer more. Okay, they are, they are trained. They are trained that from the moment they walk you in the door of the property, they are actually negotiating to get you to offer more in case you offer. And what you need to do is to be doing the opposite, which is negotiating and keeping control of the negotiation yourself. And that is also what this email is intended to do. So golden rule number one is don't offer verbally in person or on the phone, only offer an email, okay? Because just the process of writing the email out will, will, will walk you through a lot of things you may not have thought of. So that's point number one. Point number two, in the email, what you'll see in my in my uh, introduction and explanation of it is you'll see that I've for the subject line, I've suggested that the subject line is first and final offer, as opposed to what the agent will think it is, which is your opening bid. If it's a home you want, you don't want to get into a bidding scenario. You don't want to get into a to and a fro because you'll end up on phone calls and you'll end up being out out negotiated and out maneuvered probably. Okay. And this is why I've always said, and if you're new to my channel, you may not, you may not have heard me say this. If it's a home, not an investment, if it's where you want to live, not just somewhere you think, oh, yeah, we might buy that, might not, but you actually want to live there. And if it's somewhere you really want to secure, there is n- it is a false economy to try and think, see if you can get away with a lower offer than you can actually afford. If you are an investor, maybe. If you are a landlord looking to buy, maybe. It's different. Then, then you are looking to really go in low. But I, I go back, I'll never forget the days, this is going back some 20 years, when one of my best friends from childhood, who ended up being one of the most successful negotiators in the whole country for the Countrywide Group, which at the time was the biggest estate agent, and he would he was earning over six figures as a negotiator, not as a director or anything else, but as a negotiator doing deals. And I remember him saying to me over the, over the, over a beer in the pub one evening in London, he said, I just wish people would listen to me the number of people who lose out on the home they wanted because they didn't just offer what they could actually afford for, to pay for the property and then lost out and kicked themselves because they, oh, we, we would have paid that. Well, you're too late now. So it's a false economy not to offer what you can afford to offer. So this is why I say it's your maximum comfortable offer so that you'll see in the email it says, if this offer's not accepted, no problem, we won't be we won't be entering into negotiations or proceeding. This is, because we want to secure it, we don't want to get into a productive negotiation because we want to do it quickly. This is our best and only offer. If you think, oh, but Charlie, maybe we could get it for less. Maybe you could, 
But if you do that, you will also be increasing the risk that you don't get it or that you end up paying more because you get outmaneuvered in a negotiation. So pick your maximum figure and offer that. It doesn't matter how many times I say this. I bang my head against the wall till I'm blue in the face with this. People still don't listen. And then they get afterwards, they go, oh, yeah, okay, now we see what you meant. Because if you go with a low offer, lower than you can afford, what happens is the agent will then ring up someone else and say, well, we've had this low offer, you know, and they'll get someone else to offer more. And then suddenly you're competing with someone that otherwise you might not have competed with. Whereas if you got in with your maximum comfortable offer, they will just go, they will just ring up and recommend it to the seller. Okay, that's my view. Um, so that's the second thing. Uh, the third thing is you'll see in the email that I've suggested that you put a tight, you don't have to, everything in there is optional. You can take it whatever you don't want to do. But I would always put on, put a time limit, an expiry limit on your on your offer. Nothing aggressive. And depending on where you are in the market, and where you are in your moving cycle and how much urgency there is for you, and whether you're looking at other properties, it'll vary. But I think it should be, it should never be less than seven days, right? Anything less than seven days is is very, very high pressure. Um, I mean, sometimes you'll get an offer, you'll, you'll get an answer sooner than that. But but um, it, I've suggested seven days or 14 days or 28 days. You know, there are some, and the reason is because sometimes sellers will need real time to consider offers because they've got to, they've got to talk to their other half or their family, or they've got to consider what it means to accept a lower offer than they were thinking. Can they, maybe they've got to go and negotiate with the person that they're buying from. So just give them time. And what it does is it makes you look like you are a considered and serious person because the rest of the offer, as you'll see, is quite punchy. It's quite, these are my rules. This is, these are my guidelines. This is what I will accept, what I won't accept. This is what I want from you in return if you accept my offer. But this is the time scale I'm going to work with. And it's, it's firm, but it's fair and it sets out expectations and boundaries, which is what you want. Okay. So, um, that's pretty much it. Just make sure you, you offer by email. Make sure you offer your maximum comfortable price if it's a home you are buying. Because I know it's counterintuitive, but maybe we could get it for less. Yes, but if you try and go for lower than you can actually afford, you are increasing the likelihood of getting into a bidding scenario and increasing the likelihood of getting into a negotiation scenario rather than just bang, there's my maximum comfortable offer and, and securing it, okay? And you're avoiding the thing of kicking yourself. Now, if also, if that is your maximum comfortable offer, you can do what it says in the email, which is, I'm going to walk away if you don't accept this offer. Okay? <clears throat> um, so there you go, guys. I didn't want to spend too long on this. I just wanted to give a quick video explainer as to what's in the email and why. There is also, I put it in italics because it's entirely optional, but something that I would do, which is I would ask the seller to commit something to the transaction that you as the buyer will also commit, which is that if either of you just change your mind, not because the survey was bad or not because something else happened that's outside your, outside your control, but if, if you just change your mind, then you're suggesting that both of you offer to pay half the other person's costs if you do that, right? So in other words, it says there, I would like the seller to agree that if they change their mind halfway through this transaction, just change their mind, that they'll agree to cover half of my out-of-pocket costs. And in return, if we change our mind, we'll offer to do the same for you guys. Now, it's not so much about the actual money. It's about actually, this is quite a good test 
of someone's commitment. And and the thing, one of the things that's the most common reason that deals fall through is because people just change their mind because they hadn't thought it through. And that step alone, asking someone to agree to contribute to 50% of your wasted costs is quite a good way of making them really think it through because they're not going to want to commit to that unless they're actually also very committed to the transaction. All right. It's not going to be legally binding, probably. It's just a it's just a really good qualifier. Hey, if you pull out, will you cover half my cost? Not all my costs, but half my costs. And if you agree to that, I'll agree to the same if we change our mind. Uh, again, you've got to specify this is not because, you know, if you're buying and then the survey comes back and there's a problem with the survey, that's a legitimate reason to pull out. And you can't be expecting half their costs to be paid in that instance. OK. Also, you'll see in the email that in order to to, to get this done, and the whole point of this email is to get it accepted. The whole point of this email is to maximize your chance of getting it accepted. And that's why you'll see it contains, make sure you've got proof of your mortgage lender's decision in principle, make sure you've got your details of your conveyancer lined up, and make sure you've got your proof of deposit funds, wherever they're coming from. Don't cover up if it's going to take time to get them. If they are in a 90-day notice account, Tell them that. Just be honest. Don't, because they'll appreciate the honesty. They go, okay, they have got the funds. 90-day notice, fine. Um, if they are uh, tied up in shares, then show them where they are. So we, we, we will be selling these shares. It, there's no, transparency will always work in your favor. And don't worry about giving them a screenshot of something that shows you, you, you've got more money than, than, than you need for this. That's actually a good thing. Okay. Um, so mortgage in principle, proof of that, proof of your deposit, proof of your conveyances details, uh, and also saying that you're going to buy the search pack on day one if they accept it. Okay, guys, I think that's enough uh, commentary of this. Do I have, I'll just because this is a live stream, I'm just going to quickly check if any of you have actually got questions on this. Um, I'm just looking for questions. I can't see. Um, like, uh, no, nothing directly questioned on this template. So um, Yuka says, the template is gold. Thank you very much. Ah, awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you read it. Um, and please share the template far and wide with your friends. This is just free help for buyers. Um, I will, in time, get to do something similar for sellers and when sellers are choosing agents. Um, but in the meantime, I hope that's helpful. Uh, I'm going to put this video on that web page as well. Please share it far and wide for anyone bidding on a property. And... Um, All the best. Best of luck. Thanks, guys.